Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And I, I really believe that regulations and the cost of regulations are a really a big impact on our lives, our business, our personal lives, you name it, and uh, particularly as it relates to health care. And, uh, you know, I keep seeing these stories about shortages in certain vaccines and certain drugs that, uh, you know, normally we, we'd have plenty of, yet somehow we, we're having shortages of them. And what's interesting is I've had Dr. Casey Mulligan, he's a regular on the program, uh, professor at the University of Chicago, uh, formerly chief, accounts, uh, chief economist for the President's Council of Economic Advisors, um, and he predicted this. He predicted to expect it before there was virtually nothing written about it. And I, I, you know, want to kind of revisit that. In fact, the last time we really talked about this was just when it was beginning to be talked about a little. It was barely out there. Uh, and now, of course, it's uh, become a much hotter issue. But before we do that, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, which I think is one of the most even-handed uh, looks at uh, Donald Trump I've read. Uh, talk a little bit more about your book and how people can get it. And welcome, as always. Hi, Kevin. Yeah, I've worked in the Trump White House, and when I was there, I was seeing that, well, nobody on either side is really talking about what's really happening, very much fictional accounts. And I thought, well, I've written books before, so why not, uh, you know, keep track of what's happening here and, and give people a chance to see what's really happening. And there, there was good and bad, uh, but all interesting. Uh, very, uh, Mr. Trump is a very interesting person. Even when you don't like him, he's interesting. Uh, so you make for great material. And now he's running for president again. He may be a president uh, again. Um, and so my book is one of the few places you can see how he really operates, especially in the economic area, which is his favorite. Um, and it's very important to people in general uh, how the economy is working and how especially the federal government is affecting it, positive or negative. Yeah. Give that website for it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yourhiredtrump.com, yourhiredtrump.com, and have some articles about it, uh, and, of course, you can click to buy the book itself. Yeah, make sure you check that out. All right, so let's jump into this. Uh, you, you were saying, you know, for quite some time, even before anyone else in the media was talking about it, and frankly, in my opinion, it's underreported in the media. Yes, I do find stories, but to me it's a, a pretty huge issue that's not getting a whole lot of attention, which is the shortages and some pretty important uh, medications and vaccines. Yeah, and there's a, a common thread um, to to these shortages, which is they're almost always generic drugs. And just for reference for people, uh, the, our prescriptions kind of kind of be put in two categories. There's a brand name drugs that are under patent. Um, and that means the company who, essentially the company that invented the drug is the only one that gets to sell it if that's what they want. And usually that's what they do want. Uh, and they tend to be more expensive. And then there's generics uh, where companies, and these can be Chinese companies, Israeli companies, or American companies can make drug, even though they, though they didn't invent it. Uh, although they do need government approval in our country, it's the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, approval to make those drugs. 
Um, and the generics are much cheaper. And a lot of us, our health insurance, they often will encourage us to have the generic version rather than the branded version. And one of the things that's proven to be difficult over the years is for companies to make the generic drug, which is kind of puzzling because, you know, these drugs are not a secret. They're, they've been patented. Uh, and the patents ran out. They have every economic right to do it. But the FDA has kind of slow-walked um, approving companies to make these generic drugs. And so you have some generic drugs that are only one maker. And if, if this one company has a problem with their assembly line or employees are in strike or something, then the drug just stops being made. And that's a, uh, increasingly been a problem. Um, and also from the company side point of view, uh, some of the generic drugs are not allowed to charge very much. So, so what? We our production shuts down. We weren't making money anyway. So it's very much an economic issue around these shortages, and the policies are uh, very much driving this. And that's why you don't hear much about it, because a lot of people don't want to discuss how government might be creating the problem that they are now promising to solve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incentives matter. And it seems like when it comes to the cultivation of uh, generics, um, it, it doesn't seem to focus that much on that as a factor. And, of course, you're absolutely right about the insurance industry. I mean, I, you look at your insurance card and you can get generic for a maximum cost of like $35. Any generic, as long as it's, as long as it's a generic, it meets their criteria of that. But if you're buying the name brand drugs, you know, name brand drugs, you're getting a 75% at best discount. And you know how little that will go on some of these drugs. Yeah, so the um, – and also the problem in, in kind of health policy, the health, they tend to think about the patient, and there's, of course the patient's important, but they tend to think, well, how much uh, the pill will be used by the people who need it, it depends really on the patient. We want to make sure they know about the pill, make sure they get to the doctor, make sure they have coverage, et cetera, et cetera. But they forget that companies have a role in this. Companies need to manufacture it. Companies need to get it delivered. Um, and so there needs to be good economic incentives for the companies to do their part. And that's been overlooked. And that's uh, even the FDA itself has acknowledged that the economic incentives of the companies have been too distorted by policy uh, to avoid some of these shortages. Yeah, there seems to be uh, an almost an adversarial role uh, or view of, uh, that's a better word, an adversarial view by governments uh, when it comes to dealing with these creators uh, rather than a cooperative one. And, uh, you know, versus one in which uh, trying to create an environment where developing these and making them available and, and having competition, uh, which is the number one thing to help uh, customers is competition. Obviously, uh, there's only one player in some of these uh, areas uh, because they don't allow for room for competition just by this, the required pricing models. Uh, there's not enough conversation about this. Yeah, and the competition, is, like you said, it's very important. And it, just from the simple point of view, so you have three companies making it and one of the plants shuts down, you still got two going. And then that feeds into the shortages for sure. Um, and 
unfortunately, the there's a lot of gov- uh, cost to get the government approval to be in the business, and that limits the number of uh, producers. Yeah, more so than any country, really any country in the world. I, 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 from everything I've read, no one does regulations like us. And of course, the regulators pound their pound their chest with pride. <laughs> the consumers kind of scratch their head and go, "Well, uh, you know, uh, I, I I don't want there to be no rules." Uh, that's how we became so excessive, you would say, in our regular, regulatory environment, is because of uh, some of our permissive, permissiveness in earlier decades, or watching other countries and their, and their development. But you know, we want them ultimately to make these meds and to develop these meds. And this adversarial relationship between the government and the people they want to create the drugs is very problematic. Now, you know, in addition to that, every time I read a story about making drugs, quote, more available to people, meds more available to people, it's about beating up the drug makers for being too expensive which means they're going to become less available if their regulations and pricing uh, demands uh, go in that direction. You're right. There's nothing. There's a saying in economics, you know, uh, the easiest way to make food scarce is to make it free. And the same thing uh, applies in any industry, including pharmaceuticals. The government going to regulate the price to be low means the product is going to be hard to obtain. Um, there needs to be incentives the whole way around. It's, it's boring. Making a generic drug is boring. You're not going to get a Nobel Prize for making a generic drug it's because it was discovered years ago. It's a boring, mundane thing that makes everyday business go around. And uh, everyone needs to have incentives uh, to do their part, even if it's boring, especially if it's boring. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that gets o- overlooked in these grandiose government plans. Yeah, absolutely. Talk a little bit, you know, this administration, again, you know, they're, they're heaping threats. They are very hostile towards the uh, makers of all meds. They particularly, uh, I feel like, uh, are particularly harsh on the generic makers, which I find fascinating. Um, I kind of understand attacking the brand makers, but, uh, you know, just simply there's, there's little positive in terms of approaches there. Is that going to continue? Uh, is that just the basic uh, Democrat value now when it comes to uh, dealing with things like health care? Yeah, I'm not an expert on the different political flavors, but I can, you know, I see Europe, uh, Europeans and how they've done things. And there's been a tendency for, at first we used to say, wow, we're a lot different than Europe. But oh, as years have gone by, um, we tend to gravitate toward their approach in a lot of things like energy and, and, and drug uh, markets. And they've, they've been tough uh, also on generic makers. Actually, generics are even more uh, less common in Europe than they are here uh, because mm-hmm. it's pretty tough to be a generic seller in Europe. They, they have a number of regulatory hoops themselves. Then, now, of course, on the branded side, in Europe, it can be next to impossible to get a branded drug because they regulate those as well. And the companies are like, well, I'm going to roll my drug out in the United States and a few other places before I worry about France or Canada. Um, 
or England because it's just not an economic return. I'm not in a big rush to get into a market where they're not going to let me make money. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you take, for example, uh, Canada. Canada is a really good example on how not to do it. <laughs> and, you know, at least England has some flexibility, and you can get your own doctor, and there are a little more private options that are available. Canada is a completely closed system, uh, which is why you can have people – uh, lined up for uh, literally years to get uh, the MRI necessary uh, to deal with their cancer or some other problem that they have. Well, guess what? In years, people die. And uh, it, again, goes back to, uh, you know, the horrors of free health care. And that's across the board, uh, be it the treatment or the meds. It's across the board. Uh, so as we wrap it up, with some final thoughts on your part, what are some things that this administration could be doing that are more efficient, more effective, and might be able to work in the political culture that the Democrats are in. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying there is anything, but what comes to your mind? Um, you know, the, the warp speed, uh, I think a lot of people got to see, there have been problems when they mandated the vaccine, but the warp speed that didn't mandate the vaccine, but it said, get out of the way. Let's allow the companies to operate quickly and with some freedom, um, more than freedom than we normally give them. And we got the vaccine quickly. And and I know like the president of Pfizer now, who's not a Republican by any means, he's said, well, why can't we have an operation warp speed for cancer treatments? Uh, why can't we have an operation warp speed for diabetes treatments? And you know, that, that's a fair question that for both Democrats and Republicans to ask themselves and maybe even answer rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just start by stopping the subsidies for sugar if you want to fight uh, diabetes and for corn, right? So much of it is driven by diet, and they practically give away corn. Uh, <laughs> and so just some simple policy changes that wouldn't even require subsidizing would be a, a, a game changer. But, you know, it's good to hear him ask that question. That's not the kind of question you think we'd ask. Obviously, cancer has had a profound impact and close to home to him, losing uh, one of his sons due to that. So that could be a game changer. I'd love to see uh, that kind of innovation, and let's get rid of these barriers. Um, any, anything that you've got going on, articles that you've got up, or things you want to point to, uh, well, I always like to ask you about those as we wrap it up. I did uh, have, I think it's, available at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Uh, I did a report on comparing regulatory policy between President Obama, President Trump at the federal level, and President Biden through two years. Um, And that included a number of these health care regulations that you and I have talked about today. Because believe it or not, health care is the number one biggest regulatory area for the federal government. Uh, But it also includes auto and financial banking uh, labor and other regulations like that. Um, and one of the things that I found in there is that uh, through two years, President Biden's new regulations have created $10,000 of additional cost per household on average, um, whereas President Trump was more or less at a zero rate. Interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to have a link uh, to the website uh, over at priceofbusiness.com 
Always love having you on. Thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure, Kevin. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.